It's Christmas time, baby. And I'm looking to get someone who has been very bad. Hello and welcome to episode 495 of Under the Call of MS. This is going to be a normal Thursday comics and health episode. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I just heard some wonderful news. Well, for starters, that was a quote by Deadpool, by the way. Uh, and yeah, I did say 495 episodes. Yeah, we're coming up to our 500th episode here pretty soon. No idea what's going to happen. But I was checking out some of the gaming updates lately, and uh, they announced there's a Starship Troopers Extermination game coming out from Offworld Industries. It'll be first-person shooter mode, but and it looks like it's going to be 12-player supported for sessions. And it's going to come out in 2023, of course, because it is almost the end of the year. But yeah, and they have a little bit of gameplay footage, and it looks pretty damn fun, and I can't wait, so I am obviously going to have to upgrade the old gaming system here in the new year. Just can't decide, because I wanted to get my VR unit next, but now that this is coming out, I doubt if it'll be in VR. I'll have to see if I can find out as much information as possible beforehand. Because if it is, then I'd go with the PS5 VR setup. But otherwise, probably just go Xbox Series S. Since there's tons of great games already out and add-ons and stuff that I can't get. With my, what do I even have anymore? <laughs> Is it 360? Uh, can't remember what the hell it's called. Can't be the 360. It's got to whatever the one before the Xbox, the newest Xbox. But we definitely need, need, are going to need an upgrade to play that game, I would assume. So. For all Starship Trooper fans, that was some awesome news. All right, let's finish off this damn stack of comics so we can get to some fresh stuff. We're starting out with Deadpool, interview with Deadpool. This is number one. Let's see what volume. Uh... Looks like Deadpool number one, well, this is just from 2023. I don't know if this was a, well, it couldn't have been a one shot. There's just too much happening here. But we have a, oh, you could say kind of like a, a Poison Ivy type character here that has trapped Deadpool. Her name is the Harrower. 
Harriet Bromes. And she uh, has some special abilities, it looks like, with plants and chemistry and all that stuff. It's like she's a biochemist and a bioengineer. I don't know. She's into all that stuff, messing around with things and then messing around with humans. And she just so happens to put a certain symbiote into our buddy Wade. And Deadpool is now carrying a symbiote for this gal that you're going to have to check it out to see what's up with the story. But it was lots of fun. Wade was on his way to on a mission to take out Doc Ock and on his way to there. He got kidnapped by this gal. Something happened. Which, I don't know where you're going to find that. I would assume they would have it somewhere where that all happened. But you do get that basis in here from the story. But I don't see any little hints like go back and read this magazine or this issue or whatever. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Get the new Harrower character for me, because I don't think I really dealt with her before. And then Doc Ock, Deadpool, all good characters. Next up, we got The Grunch, number two. I can't remember if the Welcome to the Brotherhood uh, Grunch thing was a one-shot. Or if that was issue one of the storyline. But these little evil demon horned. Short horny horned. Goat style. Most of them got like a blue look to them. Blue or red skin. And. They are just demons from hell. They just hunt and torture humans and eat them, <laughs> store them. <laughs> and we happen to have a, our group of characters from the first issue, which it's been so long since I read that one, I couldn't tell you anything about it. That's why I'm confused whether or not it was the Welcome to the Brotherhood issue, which I thought was a one-shot. But I don't remember reading two different grunch stories i thought i only read one but i could be wrong but yeah they're interesting little demon goat human hybrid crossover type characters that like to eat humans well they like to eat anything i'm sure they just live out in the woods and trap things uh but yeah those It'll be more enjoyable to read that in a full, complete run. Now, this one I can read issue by issue whenever or the whole run, but Shirtless Bear Fighter 2, number 3 by Image Comics. Oh, yeah, The Brotherhood. That was by American Mythology Productions. And Deadpool, of course, was Marvel Comics. But Shirtless Bear Fighter 2... Number three is from Image Comics. And previously, 
after Agent Silva kicks shirtless out of the Barra military fighting force known as the Fuzz, Shirtless finally hits rock bottom. In search of answers, Shirtless travels to Japan for an audience with his old teacher, the Honeybee, karate master known as Mr. Biagi, who tells Shirtless that his recent struggles have to do with unresolved emotional issues. When Shirtless reveals that he's been having visions of a tattooed woman he believes to be his mother, Mr. Biagi sends Shirtless to the top of a mystical mountain to seek answers from the gods. Elsewhere, a group of disciples for the bear god Ursa Major have summoned an evil clone of Shirtless. And he's just on a tear causing all kinds of problems for our regular Shirtless character. Shirtless goes off to find out what's up on top of the mountain and he happens to find all kinds of interesting things that take him back to his youth his childhood what happened with his mother and he just learns tons of things that sets him off on another rampage while at the same time there is a lot of bad happening and the name of shirtless elsewhere and he's gonna have some uh some answering to do got some explaining to do lucy and then we go into issue four and our Little naked dingle dangle <laughs> character just so happens to be stuck in prison. And while that happens, some friends are trying to work on things with shirtless. And we still have another shirtless out and about. And all kinds of things are happening. And it's just a huge crossover leading up to some more stuff with the Ursa Major storyline. And yeah, it's like, who's the good shirtless? Who's the bad shirtless? Which one's in jail? Which one's out and about? What's all happening? You're going to have to read the story to find out. But this is so much fun. If you like oddball, goofy storylines about characters that have very strange powers and strange abilities. <laughs> uh, this is a fun one. Check it out. Shirtless Bear Fighter 2. Number 3 and 4. Alright. Now let's leave the fun and go to some more to some dark depths going into spawn number 334 oh we got our I forget what the mark and the haunt character I think it is that are the two that 
One's invisible, one's one's a hell spawn. And they're dealing with all them and spawn and the big ass commander character are all just beating the shit out of each other and during this war of course you're seeing sides that tilt certain directions one of which one of my favorites makes a reappearance in this issue Sigor and it's uh There is a setup for Spawn that they have planned, and we get to see some more new characters again along the way. I mean, there were. I mean, I suppose stuff's just coming out of the hell locks left and right now. So, and we we also get to see a character we haven't seen in a while that. I'm, Really happy to see pop up towards the end of this issue, but yeah, it's once again everybody's trying to imprison Spawn, take his powers away, and take what he has the right to get. And he's just being too slow about it and <laughs> needs to move his ass. But that was Spawn, number 334 from Image Comics. Next up, another thing that we... It seems like we get an issue month to month, and then we don't get one for a while, and then another one comes out. But we got Han Solo, Star Wars, Han Solo, and Chewbacca, number 7 from Marvel Comics. Dead or Alive, part 2. It is a dark time for Chewbacca the Wookiee. His ship, the Millennium Falcon, is missing. And he has been sentenced to death on the prison planet Galhadar. Fortunately, Chewbacca has found allies on the prison world, the pirate queen Maz Kanata, and a mysterious and resourceful girl named Phaedra who has devised a bold yet dangerous plan to escape. Meanwhile, Chewbacca's partner Han Solo, or Han Solo, <laughs> has surfaced on the primitive outer rim world of Escalon after being fatally wounded. That's what he gets for separating from Chewie. But yeah, you got Greedo pushing his luck more and more. I and mean, the guy's just constantly screwing things up. And I can totally see why Han shoots first. But yeah. while they're dealing with their issues and their crossovers, we get to see the plan for the prison break and get to see what's happening with Chewie and get to see how things go as they try to escape their confinement and i like this comic still it's enjoyable i just wish it wouldn't have went as far as it did i wish it would have went six issues i mean honestly it's just a story to get us updated on why han shot 
Greedo, and it's like they. I don't mind if it goes twelve, but please don't go over twelve issues. <laughs> I mean, that's two trade paperbacks, and that's a lot for a little midway story, <clears throat> in my opinion. But if it's fun and enjoyable for people, yeah, keep going with it. Yeah. Next up, we got the new Golden Age number one one shot by DC Comics. This is basically Kind of like a variety of stories, but kind of compiled together. Just introducing us to some new new versions of our old characters and just seeing how things are going to change in the future. And what who's going to probably form up the new justice society and stuff. And I like this. I enjoyed the storylines. I enjoyed most of the characters and I'm curious where it goes. I want to see what, what they bring from it storyline wise. I hope they just don't focus on bringing all these new characters out and then just not giving us the storylines we want. Hopefully they'll be good and strong. I mean, DC's got a chance to definitely uh, advance their market. They've always, in my opinion, been way behind Marvel as far as putting storylines out there. Good storylines and given the characters a life that is enjoyable to follow. They, to me, their characters just bounce all over the place way too much and replay storyline after storyline after storyline over and over, just revamping, redoing. I mean, it's like the Batman... New Days? No. I can't remember these little one-shots that are coming out for the different characters of Batman. And uh, those are a nice fresh look at the characters. I like that. But everything else I've read in the past, I just felt like other than Harley Quinn and a couple other characters that I enjoy following, they're Life stories have been beaten to death so many times that you're really not sure what the actual origin of most characters are anymore. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's strange with the old school competition and stuff how. 
you look back from today to back to the older days and I mean some of your biggest characters back in the silver and golden ages were DC related characters and those are the ones you heard about Superman Batman Wonder Woman and these are the characters you heard a lot about the Marvel characters you didn't hear as much I mean Spider-Man would probably be the most prominent one but X-Men we knew about but we didn't really know about <laughs> it's like if it wasn't for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything a lot of these characters probably wouldn't have got the image that they did the not oh, not really image the following that they got I think was enhanced hugely by the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all that going on and all the gaming franchises and everything bringing attention to the characters more and that brought people back into the interest of going back and reliving those characters from the past but yeah I just feel like DC just did a huge flip over it. I just had seemed like they had more noticeability back in the day and now I don't know I just can't get into a lot of their stuff but I do like DC Black Label I do like Har what they did with Harley Quinn just sick of the same old storylines this one's a huge flip for a storyline, but I'm just so bored with it. And of course, I get my issue in the mail and the damn covers dog-eared over and in the comic sleeve. And another comic ruined by Midtown when it gets shipped to me. Pisses me off. <laughs> DCBS is going to probably become my full-time... <laughs> Midtown keeps doing this shit. But we got the Vampire Slayer number eight from Boom Studios. Buffy's playing with a spider out in the woods of Sunnydale. Everybody else doesn't give a shit. <laughs> They're tired of Buffy. She doesn't have powers anymore. She can't take care of them anymore. They don't care. Screw her. <laughs> Just worry about themselves. Yeah. Captain Willow sitting there with all her superpowers. Better than everybody else now. She's got just keeps up sucking up all these different abilities. Maybe she can take over all the bad guys' abilities too and control everything she might as well smallest character in the group always has to have the biggest power I don't still don't care about this story anymore 
And I like that Willow's dealing with the spider and possibly wakening her powers up again. Did I say Willow or Buffy? <laughs> Buffy, I meant. Uh, but yeah, I just cannot stand this Willow thing. And I actually, Giles, I do, do not like this Giles at all either. And when you draw the characters and they look nothing like the characters that it's based off of, I mean, let's be honest. If you're going to change the look of people, make it a new story. Don't make it the same people from the past and then give them all new looks because I don't recognize Gile, Willow, Buffy, uh, Xander, kind of. Spike a little more. He's probably the most recognizable. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you who the gal is that's with him, that the other one that hangs out with Spike in here anymore because i just don't care <laughs> so it's like when you change visuals for me storyline okay but visuals and stuff just pull it away from me my simpleton ms brain needs to be able to see things the way i know them if it is that same storyline but checked out voyagus Number one from Image Comics. This was a trip. Picked it up at a sale. And it's just. Kind of a space traveler. Going to these different worlds. Checking things out. And dealing with. Well, on their one world, they're dealing with scavenging, and while they're scavenging, they have they get noticed by AI robotic type characters that hunt them down, and they gotta scavenge to live and escape to stay alive, and just see. It's just a unique alien traveler that's traveling around, scavenging to make some buck while the higher powers are trying to keep everything for themselves. And it's just a fun new sci-fi series that I am really enjoying. It's by Samei. Kesgen, which I've never heard of before, and Image Comics. So I think I have issue two and three coming. But and then when the, sh the 221 shop was closing down last week, uh, sadly, just a new shop in West Bend. Only up for a few months or so and then shuts down. So that just, that hurts, especially when you 
trust them and giving them your order list. And now I, I'm stuck the next two months trying to find hard to find items. So, but the worker there referred me to the Wonder Woman's facsimile edition, number 204. It takes you back in time when Diana's kind of more of a normal human being and has some things happen to her that kind of awakens some things from her dark depths of her mind and brings back things that makes her search for something and it gets her back to her mother with the rest of the Amazons. And it's some um, first in here for things that were uh, happened in a Wonder Woman in the past, but like her real name and stuff or the name she went by. It was a really enjoyable story. I'm not huge on Wonder Woman, but I really enjoyed this, and I kind of feel like I've read it possibly or part of it before, but I can't remember. But I enjoyed that I picked that up. I'm very happy. But they've got a lot of facsimile editions coming out these past months, and I'm sure they got lots more coming. So look for some that you could enjoy. I got a few that I really liked, but I'm out of time, so I'll get back to you with the health portion right after this. All right, let's get to the health portion. See what we got here today. Some possible ways to help with fatigue. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Especially since it's one of the most common MS symptoms. Let's see, fatigue and MS is different in many ways from the Tiredness people may experience as the result of a long day at work or a late night out. Fatigue is also different from sleepiness. Although staying in bed may be the only thing that seems to help at times, it doesn't help. It's just the only thing you want to do with your body sometimes. You just can't. All the movements and stuff are too damn painful. So, <laughs> uh, According to... NMSS, people with MS, commonly experience fatigue that persists daily, even after plenty of sleep, and worsens as the days go on, as all, all my MS issues. I'm not a doctor, I'm just talking about my issues, telling you my opinion about the shit that they send me tons of, and I just... Give you my point of view. Always talk to your doctors and your health professionals before doing anything. Because they are your, your help, your eyes, your ears. And they should let you know what will work for you and what you shouldn't do that might conflict with something else that you're doing. Especially medication-wise. It's always good to talk to your pharmacist about that, too. Uh, fatigue affects people with MS in a, 
a variety of ways, including the ones we just said. It may also be referred to as lassitude. MS fatigue is typically more severe than normal fatigue and may interfere with work, school, and tasks of daily life. In fact, MS fatigue is a primary reason people with MS have to reduce work hours or stop working altogether. Uh, fatigue is like, can be like chronic, profound fatigue that does not usually improve with a nap or a cup of coffee uh, or a line of cocaine. I'm <laughs> just joking. Uh, here are some descriptions of MS fatigue from members in their own words. My body just shuts down utter weariness, everything just feels slow, like taking three sleeping pills and still trying to function normally, my brain and body just stop working, I'll crawl at times, sit on the floor, then I can, I can get up and take a few more steps, bone crushing fatigue, I hate that fucking bone crushing feeling, fatigue is a never ending battle. Uh, I like to explain it to describe it also as if you were awake for three days, doing your regular job, living your life, and on the fourth day without sleep, you have to try and function normally. That's what fatigue feels like to me many days. And there are different levels of it, but that's just. And then when you're so damn tired, like lately, I've been having tons of issues with freaking sleeping. Also, which doesn't help with the fatigue, but when you're so freaking tired from the fatigue and you're laying in bed. The other night, I took some, what is that, I don't know, 15, 12 milligram melatonin, whatever it was. That didn't do nothing. My arms... My right arm and right leg went off again. I'm having this where either a hand, a foot, leg, arm, either side, all of them, just certain ones, whatever, have this spasming issue going on now where the muscles are tensing and force me to make movements with the things to the point where I was literally shaking my uh, right arm, like you're, I was hitting someone, just doing sledgehammer fist on top of their head. I, my body was forcing me to do that. I could not stop it. And it was so bad. I felt so bad for my wife because I knew she wasn't getting a good night's sleep. I got up multiple times, sat in the chair. The uh, nerve feelings weren't as intense when sitting upward. So then I said, screw it, went upstairs, sat in my recliner and tried to fall asleep there with my neck pillow. That I didn't fall asleep, but I got so fatigued and tired that I finally came downstairs and I was able to doze off during it. And then all of a sudden I woke up about an hour later and it was on my left arm. 
and it's like it was gone from the right arm and right leg and just in my left arm so i couldn't sleep then i had a fight with that damn thing and it's just uh all the wonderful pains and spasms and fatigue and everything thrown together it just yeah it sucks it's not fun uh they still don't know for certain what causes fatigue and ms so that's all still research crap uh, you would think after all these years they'd have at least a few answers for ms since they don't have a damn cure at least have some answers for some of the issues about it but they have medications that you can try several types of medications but the drugs that are prescribed for fatigue can also have side effects that can cause other things so you gotta watch out for that uh a lot of people have taken amantadine symmetral. I took amantadine back in my, when I first got diagnosed, I haven't tried it since then. I wouldn't mind trying it again just to see what it was like. But that medication is used to treat influenza and Parkinson's disease. And researchers are unsure how it works to manage MS fatigue, but I figure with my spasm issues, I was thinking maybe since it is used at Parkinson's, that maybe that might also help with that. So I got to talk to my doctor, my neurologist, and ask him about that. Modafinil, Provigil, which I think is what I have right now, but it, I was yawning after using it, so my... Doctor told me to wean myself off it, and I'll just if we want to try something later on down the road, we can. See, I'm yawning right now. It's two in the afternoon. I already took my modafinil <laughs> about an hour ago, so that don't help. So, modafinil Probagel is a wakefulness promoting drug, often prescribed for those with narcolepsy. Armada Armodafinil or Nubigil is a very similar medication that it is usually taken once a day. Stimulants like amphetamine, dextroamphetamine, Adderall, and methylphenidate, sold as Ritalin and Concerta can also be used to treat MS fatigue, although there is no good evidence that these work long-term. I had no luck with Ritalin. They tried that on me and just kept trying to raise it. I wanted to try Adderall, but to this day, no one will let me try the fucking Adderall. It's like every time there's a drug I want to try, they will give me every other goddamn freaking drug and deal with all the side effects. And I'm the one sitting here researching these damn things. And the one that pinpoints the most to me that I think would work for, well, it won't work to cure my fatigue, but it'll work with some of my issues I have, plus maybe help with fatigue, would be Adderall. I just can't. I don't know why they keep dilly-dallying with me. It's irritating. 
but regular exercise might help with fatigue, keeping cool, avoiding smoking or quitting smoking altogether. Uh, you can try supplements such as vitamins or herbal products, but before adding new supplements, always talk to your doctor. So you're not countering them with some other drug that you're on that might cause issues. Try energy conserving techniques like scheduling tasks for the time of day when you have the most energy, breaking tasks into smaller subtasks and taking them on one at a time. Planning ahead to have supplies ready in place when you needed when needed for tasks. It's like just keep track of everything and see what when you're feeling the best so you can plan things around that time. But yeah, you can go on the websites, talk to tons of people about MS fatigue and you'll get all kinds of feedback other members uh, does multiple sclerosis cause seizures yes it does yeah it definitely does I've had them many times so I say that, that it definitely does but I'm not a doctor but I still say it does because I don't know what else would be causing it with me uh People with MS can experience seizures far more often than the average in individual. Brain lesions that can occur in people with MS can lead to seizures. But seizures can have other causes unrelated to MS, so always let your doctor know. Uh, this member had... Two seizures one morning, then no seizures for a year. It's symptoms may vary among people with MS, but cognitive and motor functions problems, including seizures, are among the most common. They can be frightening or stressful. Understanding their causes and effects as well as potential treatments can help. And there's a difference. It's not a big difference between seizures and epilepsy. But some people with seizures have unprovoked seizures which occur suddenly without a direct immediate external trigger. And most of my seizures are Sudden, I don't know that they're coming on. Uh, when people have many unprovoked seizures, they are said to have epilepsy or a seizure disorder. Seizure symptoms can be can vary depending on which part of the brain triggers them. Types of seizures include generalized, which involve the whole body, and partial, which involve a certain part of the body or function. MS seizures and epileptic seizures have the same symptoms. Uh, 
MS causes brain lesions and plaques, which can lead to seizures. Chronic inflammation in areas of the brain can result in scarring of the underlying brain matter. The scarring can affect the normal connections between neurons, causing disarray that leads to an increased risk for recurrent seizures. Uh, MS flares that occur in a specific side and lobe of the brain may result in involuntary twitching of an arm or leg or strange sensations of taste or smell. You know, I'm having taste issues big time the past few months. Shit, for probably six months, if not longer. But it's been getting worse. And now I'm having these involuntary twitching all night long moments going on sessions. So, yeah. I'm starting to wonder, I and mean, I am getting a new MRI finally here pretty soon. I want to definitely know exactly which part of the lobes of the brain my uh, scars are at, and lesions are at. Let's see, they're still working on stuff. Diagnosing stuff they can use an electroencephalogram or EEG. Undergoing an additional MRI. Uh, conditions that mimic seizures. Trigeminal neuralgia, which is characterized by sudden attacks of intense shooting nerve pains. In one or both sides of the face, which I mentioned I had a few episodes of that. More often recently. So it's like, I got a lot of seizure issue happening all at once right now in different areas of the body. So I'm going to have to make note of all this shit. Uh... Shooting nerve pains in one or both sides of the face, often triggered by otherwise mild facial stimulations, such as brushing your teeth or putting on makeup. These jolting attacks of pain may feel like seizure. Like a seizure are not a sign of an actual seizure or epilepsy. Trigeminal neurology is more common among people living with MS. Fortunately, it is usually treatable with medication. The Hermes sign. This is a sign of spinal cord involvement from MS, and it's characterized by a feeling of an electrical shock running down the spine when you bend your head forward. The feeling can be stronger when you're bending your neck forward, like trigeminal neuralgia. These painful attacks can feel like a seizure, but they aren't. The good news is the symptom can often be treated without medications. Really? That can be treated? Because I've had that every day of my life for as long as I can remember. I'd like to know how that can be treated. Choreoathetosis occurs when brain lesions in the MS affect deeper brain structures that control fine movements. Therefore, this condition is defined by dance-like movements of the arms and legs that may seem seizure-like for many people. Choreoathetosis 
can now be treated with certain medications. Uh, treating seizures in people living with MS involves two main strategies, preventing seizures and controlling MS flares. Prevent, you know, yeah, it's, it's a lot to do to get that all under control. But that was helpful to me, at least. I learned some some things about my seizures and and the other things that like tried general neurology and stuff like that i never expected them to be considered seizures that's why i was surprised they were talking about them but then they had said they aren't seizures it's like well why the hell are you talking about them and you can list all kinds of issues and say they're not seizures but uh let's see it's just about neurologist and neuroscience uh this just staffs in wisconsin that's not for anybody it's me looking for new doctors at times uh, inflammation well pictures of the physiological changes of ms uh, where does the damage occur we know all that MS focuses on central nervous system, importance in nerve cells, the dendrite, the axon, the myelin sheath. It's like, it's like the dendrites are thin web-like structures that branch out of the cell body that act like receptors, receiving signals from other nerve cells and transmitting them to the cell body. The axon, also called the nerve fiber, is a tail-like projection that serves the opposite function of the dendrites. It sends electrical impulses out to the other nerve cells. A fatty material known as myelin covers the axon of the nerve cell. This covering protects and insulates the axon much like the rubber shell that protects and insulates an electric cord. And myelin is made up of lipids, fatty substances, and proteins. In addition to protecting the axon, it also helps nerve signals travel quickly from one part of the body to another or to the brain. MS attacks myelin, breaking it down and interrupting nerve cell signals. So, basically once our myelin gets eaten up, all kinds of things start happening with our MS. Come on. <laughs> uh, cat decided to come and see me. Jumps up on my lap and just starts sliding backwards. He's just got this look on his face like, help me. I'm falling. Save my fat furry butt. Yeah. Oh, you got big hair sticking out of your nose. Yeah. You know, you're shedding like crazy messed up every winter it's like why the hell are you shedding making a new coat or something is that what you're doing pushing the old one out it's like stop it because i'm getting covered in hair all the time it's annoying let's see here this is gonna be harder to do with you around it's like inflammation attacks us or we have the white blood cells Oh, 
scientists believe that MS begins with inflammation, and we still don't know all these answers because they're still trying to figure this shit out. So we can maybe figure out a cure someday in like a billion years. But infection-fighting white blood cells that are triggered by some unknown force enters the central nervous system and attacks the nerve cells. Scientists speculate that a latent virus, when activated, may cause the inflammation. A genetic trigger or an immune system malfunction may also be to blame. Whatever the spark, the white blood cells go on the offensive. And they just start attacking... And the inflammation spikes, MS is activated. And then the attacking white blood cells damage the myelin that protects the nerve fiber the axon. This, uh, and then you'll sit there and the process, you'll see on the MRIs and stuff, the damaged myelin areas and the lesions and that. That's all called demyelination. And just like a damaged electrical cord may short out or create intermittent surges of power, a damaged nerve fiber will be less efficient at transmitting nerve impulses. This can trigger the symptoms of MS. So, so you got to watch out for. But by the time you find out, it's way too late. <laughs> so... <laughs> And then scar tissue forms on the injured areas, and that causes more problems with the plaques or lesions, and cause even harder, makes it a harder time for the signals to get around. And then the inflammation can also kill the glial cells, which during a period of inflammation. Attacking white blood cells can also kill the glial cells that surround the nerve cells and provide support and insulation between them. It's kind of like a big, big old t-shirt globule that's holding on to all multiple nerve cells and is trying to keep everything together and start to eat it away. They keep the nerve cells healthy and produce new myelin when it's damaged, which when you don't have the glial cell there, it can't produce new myelin and repair myelin. So that's why we're stuck with these holes in our head and spine. If glial cells are killed, they're less able to keep up with repair. Some of the new research for an MS cure is focused on transporting new glial cells to the site of myelin damage, which would make sense. Can use me. Try it. I don't care. An MS episode or period of inflammatory activity can last anywhere from a few days to several months or however long. In relapse and remitting types of MS, the person usually experiences remission with no symptoms. During this time, the nerves will try to repair themselves and may form new pathways to get around the damaged nerve cells. And remission can last from months to years, if you're lucky. However, progressive 
progressive forms of MS do not show as much inflammation and may not show any remission of symptoms, or at best will only plateau and then continue to cause damage. Where I am with secondary progressive MS, there is no known cure for MS, however, current therapies can slow the disease and help control symptoms. But other than that, cat's cleaning himself, thinks I'm his little bath table. And he's annoying to reach over, and I'm almost out of time anyways, so we're going to end it here. And we'll get back to you again, probably not till next week. We got a lot of stuff to do this weekend. And we may get some video stuff out. So keep an eye out for our YouTube channel and see what you can, what you might see popping up. And we'll try and keep, keep you entertained for a while at least. Uh, talk to you later. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick shit out of monster. Uh, rate, review, tell a friend. Check out Crimson Color Comic Club, Under the Color, Under the Color of MS. And we'll talk to you again. Sometime soon. Take care.